Don't miss Lowe's Provember Season of Savings event, November 25th through December 2nd. We'll have some of the year's best deals on brands you trust every day. During this one-week-only event, get up to 40% off select tools, up to 25% off select lighting and ceiling fans, up to 50% off select ladders, and more. These pro deals are available in-store and online at Lowe'sForPros.com. Lowe's, the new home for pros. Offer valid 1125 through 12-2. While supplies last, U.S. only. The Retro Gamers, Larry here. And Anthony here. Episode 60. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting into our golden years. <laughs> we are. I'm already feeling the aches and pains. Wait, nope, that's just uh, me in real life. No, well, I was just going to say that that's me every day. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on, Ant? How you been? Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, about like that. Good, good, excellent. Any uh, any other natural disasters or anything by your way? Because over on this side, we're getting up here on Long Island. We're getting closer and closer. Get hitting with something. Oh yeah, there's no question about it. You're gonna get slammed sooner or later. <laughs> although although the the latest tracking of uh, Hurricane Jose is it's doing like loops in the Atlantic. God, Jose's know, drunk. They don't, they don't know what it's gonna do. Yeah, Jose's completely drunk. They don't know what's going to happen with that one. So I wish you the best of luck. Honestly. Um, well, we got oh, Lee. Nothing going, nothing going on over here except my my sister. I don't know if it was a week or a week and a half ago. Just like sends me a random text out of nowhere saying, you know, um, watch out for the tsunami. And I wrote back to her and I said, I said, what tsunami? I'm like, I'm, I'm like, Florida's the one getting hit with a hurricane. <laughs> so, there, you know, but there was another hurricane in Mexico, and I think no, there was no, a, there was an earthquake there was an earth, in Mexico. There was, there was an earthquake. I'm sorry. There was an earthquake yeah. in Mexico. I'm sorry. There was an earthquake in Mexico. So I don't know. I don't know where the tsunami warning came from because I didn't hear anything about that anywhere in L.A. I feel like going to be a tsunami. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like it would have been south, south California, like Southern California, because I think the I am earthquake... in Southern California. No, I'm. At... How far are you from San Diego? Like two and a half hours. Oh, really? Yeah. Why do I think thought L.A. was like central? Unless no, I'm thinking no, of LA. South Central LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably Which what you're thinking. Should get hit so. with a tsunami. With a tsunami. Um, yeah, so no, nothing like that at all. Oh. Um, so, well, yeah, I mean, basically, there was an earthquake. When there's an earthquake in the ocean, that's the word. Because that, that's what happened in Japan. Yes. So no, 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 and I'm and I'm and I'm totally aware of that. But like, I just had no clue. She's like, "Watch out for the tsunami," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, my, I, I, there's nothing on the news about it. Nothing, you know, I mean, I That's read my news every day to make sure, you know, you know, North Korea is not bombing us yet. And, <laughs> no, they're too busy um, teasing Japan. It's all right. No, 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 they're going over Japan. They're trying to, I'm telling you, Kim Jong-un hates Hollywood because of what <laughs> Trey Parker and Matt Smith did in South Park. Wait, stop. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Team America. <laughs> what about Wait, the, the interview? Well, there's that one too. So, um, so he's already said he's like if he ever if he ever if he ever goes to war with the U.S. He said Los Angeles is his first target. So, wait like, a minute. I'm just checking. I just check the news every day to make sure that those missiles can't get that far. I'm I'm pretty sure that Matt Stone and Trey Parker. I heard a rumor That's that that's what they, I meant, Matt Stone. No, 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 I know, but I'm saying I heard that they actually showed 
Team America in North Korea and like Kim Jong-il at the time yeah. thought it was somewhat amusing because Kim Jong-un, people think he's a superpower, uh, like literally have superpowers. And I like how he was like, he wants to sink Japan. I'm pretty sure he meant that literally, even though yep. you cannot sink an island. <laughs> so, well, you know, that doesn't mean he can't try. Yeah, he sure will. Uh, but no, with the but, uh, I, but anyway, I'm safe. The bottom line good. is I'm safe here. Good. Bottom line, excellent. Uh, yeah, no, it's been a it's been a interesting interesting uh, week to say the least. Um, and yep. I know you've been pretty busy too. You've been getting on a bunch of deliveries and stuff like that. Um, I want yeah, to mention. So, go ahead. I, I was just want to ask real quick because um, you mentioned how you had to buy splitters and hubs and stuff like that. For oh your yeah. Oh good lord. Holy cow. Um, yeah, so I have – all right, so I'm going to count right now because right. I'm staring at all of my systems that are hooked up to my my uh, my living room television. So, okay. okay, ready? Everybody count with me. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Sixteen systems currently hooked up to my main TV in my living room and – Number seventeen is out on loan at my friend's house. So they're <laughs> normally set. Yeah, there's. Yeah, um, her seven year old really likes playing Rock Band, so they have my oh, three sixty. Okay. Um, <laughs> and my and my my friend is getting tortured with the same song every day. Oof. So um, so seventeen systems normally hooked up to my TV in my living room, and then in my bedroom I've got the Mini Famicom and the Mini NES. So that's nineteen, and then. The 20th, which I haven't hooked – well, I'm sorry. Well, the 20th, which I haven't hooked up to the TV, mm-hmm. is my Atari 2600 because I think that's a little bit more complicated. <laughs> Probably. Um, well, because it used to plug into the – it used to plug into the RF switch. Oh, yeah, 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 from, yeah. You know, game to TV. And I, these TVs don't do that. No. So, so I mean, I have can, to get, but it'll look terrible. Yeah, exactly. So, but I do have like one of those. Uh, a friend, uh, my friend Rich, uh, mm-hmm. in St. Louis, gave me the little Atari twenty six hundred that has the games built into it that you can hook up to the oh, TV. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I have that one, cool. and then, and then, um, and then. So anyway, so getting back to the switches because I have one other system, but we're going to talk about it in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, getting back to the switches, so I went on Amazon. I picked up a five HD, a five HD switcher. Okay. Uh, switch. Yeah, and H- it's called. Yeah. It's called the uh, Husali two H's for some reason H H U S A L I Husali Intelligent Five Port HDMI. All right. Um, it hooks up. It it, it hooks up five HDMI's, hence which is great. Name. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. the name. So and works really really well. Good. However, you know, you know, you were saying one of the issues with all these ports was that they always default to a certain port based on how much power. Exactly. Like it's automatic switching. Yeah. Yeah. So because I've had that problem, I've had HDMI switches, but in the middle of a game, it'll switch right. to something else. Yeah. So this one doesn't do that. Uh, well, it does it, but it doesn't do it like that. Like right now, that HD the the port automatically automatically switches to one when you're done okay it goes back to one and right now i have nothing plugged into hdmi one well it's one thing to default but as long as yeah. you're playing and then it doesn't switch while it's playing that's what... oh no 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 like i that's yeah my like concern. I, no 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 i i turned on a system well I, I didn't play that long but i just turned it on to test it mm-hmm. um and it seemed fine yeah so but it does default to one 
Uh, but the cool thing about it is that it comes with a remote control. So you don't have to get up and physically change it. Not that I'm advocating being lazy, but I'm just saying it's (laughs) like you don't have to get up and switch it manually. You can just, you know, use the remote to pick which port you want to run. Okay. uh, And it works. So, so far, so good. I'll give you a better review once I actually sit down and play a game for like a good half hour to an hour. Fair enough. I'll let you know if it switches. And then the other one that I got, which I'm really, really happy with. Um, is the Panlong 8-way AV switch RCA mm-hmm. switcher because all of the you know everything from we er, you know we and earlier yeah. is AV only okay so so I got that 8 switch and that one's it's just an analog you know you just press you know you press which one you want um, but the funny thing about it is works great mm-hmm. however once I used it I realized very quickly I have more than 8 <laughs> systems oops with with av so i had to and i had an old av switcher with a four with a four port mm-hmm. so now i've got seven hooked up to the eight port and then for the eighth port it it attaches to my other four ports so i can hook up the other systems so basically i'm trying I, to do the math hold on i'm getting a headache all right all right so so at the end of the day i have <laughs> i have 11 okay I have 11 systems hooked up by, via AV. Okay. And then the the loner, the lone system that's not hooked up in either of those ways mm-hmm. is my Genesis Sega CD combo because yeah. I'm I well one I can't find the AV switches on them. Oh, ooh, all right. Um well the Se- and the Sega CD only has an S video. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Sega CD has S video. Now the Genesis that I have I think is uh, is um um version 2. Mhm. And I have a feeling that the a, if there's an AV hookup on it, it's on the side that's hooked into the Sega CD, so I can't get to it. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> so that one's the only that one's the only one hooked up through the um, the uh, RF, um, not the RF switch, but you know when you when you plug it into the antenna. Yeah, RF switch. Yeah, RF switch. Okay, so it, so it's still hooked up to the RF switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, bottom line is I've got every system plugged in, every system functional. Uh, including my Wii U, which Nintendo very very nicely returned to me in working order. Very good, very after good. After the ba- black screen of death, and um, huh. for 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 a pseudo reasonable price of one hundred twenty dollars. <laughs> okay, well, uh, cheaper than a new one. Yeah, the new ones are still going for two. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that? well, I don't think the switch. I mean, the switch has been out for like what six, seven months now. Some, uh, yeah, six months. March, yeah, yeah. It's been out for six months now. I think they're. I think in another six months, the prices on them are just going to plummet. But Probably, as of right yeah. now, they're still they're, they're still holding. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. So rather than buying a Wii U, I sent it back, got it fixed, working fine now, which I'm happy with. Good, good. Um, yep. And apparently, I haven't checked, but they said they transferred all my data over, which I hope is true, because <laughs> um, I want to finish Super Mario 3D Land. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Or 3D World. Um, so yeah. So. Um, so the switches, very nice, very happy. I, uh, I I will recommend them once I use them for more than ten minutes. Okay, <laughs> awesome. All right, good, good. I'm glad to hear about all that. Um, yep. And you know, you said you had a uh, unless I unless I missed it, you said you have a, another thing to hook up to your television or something like that. Oh yeah, no. Th- th- so this is part of my other story because yeah. um, uh, a month ago when I came to you. And we went to the Long Island Retro Gaming Expo. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the only reason why I came back to New what? York. What? I am hurt. I am distraught. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. ending the show. 
Uh, that's fine with me. <laughs> uh, we can we can stop right now. <laughs> but anyway, so um, oh, tear. So uh, I came back to I came back to New York one to do the, the retro gaming expo two for my nephew's birthday. Okay, and three. Two. I like that two is the nephew's birthday. <laughs> Well, I mean, I can't come back for every birthday. I have four nieces I and nephews. I mean, oh my uh, I, I can only, I, I can only get on a plane so many times, and most of those are for work. <laughs> so, um, so I, um, I also came back to New York in August because I wanted to ship the rest of my stuff that I left in New York two years ago to L.A. Okay, and in some cases, things I left in New York ten years ago when I first moved to L.A. Because oh I had. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had stuff. I had stuff. Uh, I left stuff in 2006 that was still there. Okay. Um, thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was all. It was all intact in too, which I was. I was both surprised and happy about. So <laughs> nice. Um, yes. So um, so I you know so I, I rented one of those pods, mm-hmm. loaded up the pod with all of my stuff because it was it was actually pretty much a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, I can and, imagine. I remember the stuff you had. That was a lot. Yeah, not to mention this, you know, the fact that that stuff also included everything from L.A. When I moved from oh, L.A. to New York yeah, yeah, yeah. three years ago yeah. to work at WWE, yeah. I had to pack all that stuff and ship it. So all the stuff from L.A. that went back to New York had to come back to L.A. Plus all the stuff from ten years ago. Oh so it was a lot God. of stuff. It's um, all home now. Yes, it's all home. Uh, I'm a very happy camper. Um, th- I have all my stuff, and yesterday. Yesterday I opened all the bins, all the boxes. I turned my house into a war zone to figure out what I had and um, how the hell I should find places for it. Oh boy, good thing you were anyway. good thing you were recording a movie, so that way everything was already probably spacious for you to put everything in. You know, yeah, temporary well, storage. Mean, yes, and you know because yeah, when I filmed the movie last weekend, like my house was already destroyed, so yeah. I figured you know destroy it a little more. It's no big deal. Uh-huh. Um, and um, one of the bins that w- that came back with me that I was looking forward to um, was my Commodore 64. Nice. So I knew I left that back in New York because it was a big, heavy bin, and I'm like, okay, I go. There's no way I'm going to get this back to get to LA. So, um, so mom had mom had that for ten years. Um, <laughs> Probably find try, try and figure out what it was. Oh no, she 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 never looked in any of it. <laughs> Trust me, there were yeah, there were things that I found that I know she never looked at. Uh, she looked in these bins. So, um, so anyway, so you know, um, and the Commodore sixty four was actually it's not it wasn't mine originally. It was given to me by a friend. Okay. Um, so uh, who you met at the expo, Chris, my friend Christine. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, she gave it to me uh, a long time ago because she was gonna she was just gonna toss it. She didn't have mm-hmm. any. She she was like oh she's like I'm gonna get rid of it do you want it and at the time I you know it's not that we were you know I was thinking oh ten years from now I'm gonna do a retro gaming podcast but um, or be a collector but like I've I've always been a collector in general I get that from my dad so I'm like okay mm-hmm. I was like just give it to me and I'll hang on to it yeah. so got that um, and then I opened it up you know so I opened up the bin yesterday because I'm like oh cool I was like it's something I can talk about on the podcast pulling out. My old, the old Commodore 64, and looking <laughs> at the stuff in there, and I was like, okay, so I was really surprised with some of the things that I found in there. Really? So, and, and, I, and yes, and I wanted to share right. with you and all of our listeners. Ah. So, um, well, but the first thing I want to share, which I which I thought was awesome, was there's a um, there was a there was a box in there called PC protection. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, 
right, so my first thought was, what what are you protecting? Like an old uh, like an old uh, virus protector? No, uh, it says um, prevent costly system failures, unnecessary repairs, and loss of files. Oh. So it was more about like just files crashing. Okay, yeah, because there was no internet back then. So. Yeah, because like I mean, uh, well, I mean, Commodore, the Commodore sixty four had had an internet. In fact, it was the first internet I ever used. Really? Um, well, or it was the first online site. It was called the uh, Q Link, the Quantum Link. Okay, interesting. Um, and I remember using. Um, I only used it once because I used it with my friend at the time, and, and my friend Paul. And um, this was like God. We were. I think I was in like sixth or seventh grade. Um, <laughs> And we um, uh, we hooked it up to the phone and we we logged online. But then like once you got online, I mean because Commodore sixty four was all like text. Yeah. So it was like oh you uh, you know you have connected to Quant you know to Q Link and then you're just sitting there. And I'm like <laughs> what oh, next? what yeah it's like what do we, what do we do now? And that was pretty much the end of it. <laughs> so anyway, so I found this PC protection thing. But the reason why I bring it up to you. Um, is be is not for the not for the box because oh, okay. I have the box for PC protection, but it's for the uh, instruction booklet. Okay. Um, of PC protection, and I just want to show you this awesome photo on the front of this instruction booklet. Wow. That talk is, about living in the eighties. That that's just screaming nineteen eighties. Look at these people. So I mean, we'll, we'll put a picture of it, but I'll, I will post photos on Tuesday when the show drops for like, sure. But why even have the ladder? And there's people standing under the ladder. <laughs> and, but, but but look, they're all very happy people whose PC has been protected. I don't know that their one files guy, are safe. That one guy on the bottom there, uh, next to the guy in the in the glasses and and the perv mustache, he doesn't look too happy. No, I think you know. Probably I think he's, he's sitting next to the guy with the glasses and the perv mustache. Well, no, see, I think he's going for that sh- that that you know the model look, you know, <laughs> where it's like that that little like give a little bit of like that blue steel. And... <laughs> back back it up a little bit, back it up because I love how they set up a ladder for other people to be in the picture, but really there's no need for it because no, just... and the ladder just goes straight out of frame too. And not only that, but the logo, like when you first held it up from afar, it almost looked like a cast photo of Beverly Hills 90210, the way that logo looks. Well, I think the one that creeps me out the most is the, the guy in, in the middle who looks like he could be uh, a, a replica of Pennywise the Clown if you just put some face makeup on him. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's like, hello, where are your children? <laughs> that is so anyway. funny. Yeah, so that was the highlight of this box. Um, there's no question about it. I can throw the box out. I just want to keep that booklet. <laughs> yeah, right? No, totally, totally. Um, okay, so um, so other cool things that I found in there, and I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna run through a few discs All right. that I found just to talk just to talk about like some discs. really cool games, po- folks. Here's what happened way back in the day. We oh, had sorry, to we have to educate. What was called <laughs> floppy disk? Look at that floppy disks, and the name is very literal. It was a disk, D I S K. That yep. was floppy. Uh, it was, uh, was what correct. five and a quarter inch. They were uh, these were these were five and a quarter yeah. inch. Not yeah, and then there were the small hard ones that were later the on. Half. But I mean, yep. these like you put in like like that's what yep. it sounded like loading in, and it was working. Yep. Remember, it was uh, it was load star comma Ooh. eight comma one. Wow, there you go. That's how you loaded. Um, so anyway, so I mean, I found. I'm not kidding you. I found like hundreds of games, and <laughs> some of them, really? and some of the discs. You know, the labels on them have fallen off because of age. Yeah. So there are a bunch of – like I have to do like – I'm, I'm like, considering like maybe one day 
Um, like I always have a list of things that I want to do on yeah. for the retro gamers, but literally set up a set up a camera. Oh, and just yes. live live stream mystery disc reveals. Yes, you have. It's like the, the mystery meat cans. Yes, no, exactly. So you have this needs so, to be done. Okay, gonna, I'm gonna have to do that. We will. But be anyway, doing so just to give you an idea on some of the games um, oh, that yeah. I found. So, and this is Commodore 64, remember? Yes. Okay? Keep okay. this in mind. Commodore 64. Punch-Out and Punch-Out 2. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, that that was awesome. Um, That's nuts. Mr. Do. Okay. <laughs> All righty. What was that other one on that uh, one? Uh, the other one on that one was uh, Night Mission Pinball. Oh, Night Mission. Okay. Uh, Defender and Mario Brothers. Wow, look at that. Oh, and I forgot they were two-sided. I forgot these floppies were two-sided. Floppies Holy were two-sided. Cow, yes. Um, you'll like this one. Mario Brothers 2. Whoa. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's your load icon. You wrote yep. it down. <laughs> uh, I didn't write it down. These are mine. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then there are some – like I'm just trying to flip yeah, through some yeah. really real – Okay, so there was one on here for Goonies. Oh, wow. I yep. wonder, are it's they the was Famicom versions? Uh, I don't know. I need to again. I will find out when we uh, when I when I do the loading stream. Yeah. Um, Super Sprint, <laughs> which I loved. Um, War Games, based on the movie with Matthew Broderick. Oh, okay, okay. They made an actual, yeah, they made an actual game out of it. You yep. also had Infiltrator. I think I may have had Infiltrator. I never had Infiltrator. Okay, here's one I had no idea existed, but apparently there was a uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show game. Really. Wow. I gotta look it up. Huh. Um, and here's one I'm sure you, you're gonna. Well, def, I'll definitely have to stream this one uh, so you can see it because I don't. I've never heard of it, but um, rock and wrestling. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why does that sound familiar? Oh, well, Internet, Hulk, help Hulk, me. Hogan's, Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling. I don't think it was that rock and wrestling, but no, I know. But I'm just saying, is that why it's familiar? Oh, maybe, maybe. Holy cow! Okay. Please, please tell me you have high rollers in there. Uh, I I haven't seen it, but it may be there. <laughs> um, and that was the one I used to play all the time too. Love I love tie rollers. Now, how about this? Now we've been talking about um, we've been talking about the latest version of this game on our Xbox One that we get to play together in multiplayer. But here is the original Friday the Thirteenth for Commodore sixty four. Wow, that is pretty. I sweet. remember I remember playing this game at my cousin's house, and <laughs> I was like maybe six or seven, and it used to scare the crap out of me. <laughs> Um, oh, anyway, um, also, uh, Dragon's Lair. Okay. <laughs> and the default arcade games. And default arcade games. Uh, now, here's a cool one, and this is the original copy. Because the other thing to know about Commodore 64 games is that it was very easy to copy a game if somebody else owned it. You can just do a disc copy, um, and yeah, right. that was it. I think you needed two so, drives. Right. Yeah. Um, no, it would just – I think it would just copy to the really? hard drive it had, the little hard drive it had, and then okay. – Yeah, it was it was like a copy-paste thing. Okay. So, um, so we had that, and then then there were the original games, which actually came with like um, actual labels and yeah, stuff. So I found – Those are the legal ones. Monday ABC Night Monday Football. Night Football. Oh, my God. Yep. Look at that. Nice. Yep. Very nice. And then – and then and then and then and then um, – Blades of Steel. This is the one that you sent me. Yeah, you sent me that yesterday, and I didn't even yes, know that came out. Wow. The, oh, the box is here too. Oh, wait, is that the PC box? This is the Commodore sixty four box. Oh, uh, that's of what Steel. I meant. Yeah, Commodore sixty four. Holy yeah. cow! Flip it over. Let me see the. Are there screenshots on the back? 
it looks nothing like the NES. So look at that. Wow. Yeah, completely different game. Um, the characters are all different colors and whatnot, which is really cool. So I'm looking forward to playing this. But in the Blades of Steel box, Uh-oh. I also found... A Blade of Steel? Um, no, no. Uh, an advertisement for Konami's new computer game, Secure Terminal Boredom. <laughs> oh, I, I, used to, I used to love getting those advertisements. You remember these? Turtle. Wait, are these all for the Commodore 64? These are off the Commodore 64. Look at that. I mean, it's it's your ge- Castlevania, Life Force, Contra, Double Dribble. Look at, oh, what's that? What is that one? Boot Camp? I don't remember that one. Uh, Russian Attack and Boot Camp. I, I don't remember yeah. Boot Camp either. Huh. And then you had Jackal, Ajax, Ninja Turtles, and Metal Gear on the other side. But I forgot that these games were all released for the Commodore 64. Yeah, because when, you know, on top of the NES. All the boxes, short of probably Contra, the Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection. Now 65% off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. For over 30 years, Lexus has made the driveway a special place. But this year, some new driveway traditions appeared, like birthdays and drive-by graduation parades. Here's to making the driveway the place to celebrate. Deck your driveway at the Lexus December to Remember sales event. Find exclusive offers on our most popular models with contactless delivery. Now through January 4th. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more. Boxes look like the NES boxes. I had no yep. idea those were released. And it's, you know, uh, uh, on a fun side note, the name of my, uh, yes, I am in a fantasy hockey league, are the uh, Blades of Steel. Oh, very nice. Now, here's <laughs> another cool thing. Um, I also found, well, not only that, I got the instruction booklet for wow, Blades of Steel. Wow, nice. Great condition, which is very cool. Yeah, you, that's very pristine. Yep. Did a good uh, job. And also, also the artwork inside. Oh, that is, that is absolutely <laughs> terrifying. Okay. Absolutely terrifying. Okay. So then that's just some of the stuff. Then I don't know if there's anything in here, but I think somewhere in my collection I have the Predator game. Oh, wow. Uh, this is the player's guide. And look, it has the old Toys R Us um, price tag on it. ha, 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 ha. Sweet. Oh, only if it had the tag as well. Remember the tags you had to bring up? Yes. That'd be cool. I do. I um, one of those. Now we get into full boxes that Ooh. I found. All right. And we'll we, will, we will post these on our Instagram, the underscore yep. retro gamers. And of course, on Facebook.com slash yep. retro gamers podcast. Yep. So first we have Warp Speed. Now, Warp Speed was a cartridge that you plugged into the Commodore to make it faster. To really? make it run faster. Yep. How much? Did... See, look at look at these people enjoying themselves. <laughs> Cinemaware. Who's watching a movie on a Commodore sixty four? I don't know, stupid people. But anyway, <laughs> uh, oh look, I'm glad I opened this. I found more labels <laughs> for the discs. <laughs> yeah, those were a commodity back then. Well, challenge. No, well now challenge accepted. Now that I have labels, I can go through all the oh, mystery stuff. Yeah, it's very true. Oh, and I got a Cinemaware treasure ticket. That just fell on the floor. <laughs> Probably a million dollar winner. Oh, did I win? Did I win? Does it say how much memory it boosted the Commodore 64 by? Uh, I'll tell you in a second. Let's see. All right. So warp speed 
Introducing the indispensable accelerator cartridge for your C64 or C128. Um, war- only warp speed transforms Commodores into fast, user-friendly computers with 36 <laughs> with 36 built-in features that will excite both casual and advanced users. Yeah, baby. Um, okay, loads up ten- loads up to ten times faster. Saves up to ten times faster. Formats ten times faster. Loads ten times, times faster, so that way you have a half a day to load up some of your games. Exactly. Oh, this is interesting. Supports Epic's fast load command structure. Now, Epic's games were like the summer games and oh, winter yeah, games yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So apparently they must have run really slow. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that's warp speed. That's warp speed. It doesn't now, give any, any data information on it? Uh, oh, it gives a ton of information. I just didn't want to go through it all. No, no, no. no. I was just curious, like, what's considered faster? Like, how many... Oh, I don't, no, it doesn't say that. Okay, all right. Because I feel it like... It just gives a list. It just gives a list of all the okay. functions. All right. Yeah, because I, yeah. I feel like I sneeze faster than what that I can boot up a Commodore 64. Yeah. So that's um that's warp speed. Okay. And then um now here's another awesome one that I found, and it's Jordan versus Bird one on one. Oh, I used to love that basketball game. Yeah. Actually, on Genesis. So they, ha- so they had it for the uh, Commodore 64, the and here what is did you do? You the... never played these games. Look at all the pristineness of these boxes. Yep. Instruction booklet, yeah, right there. Images. Yeah, that is clearly not gameplay, but yeah. I've got the I've got the warranty. <laughs> <laughs> call it. Call um, the number. See what it is. There it is. And the disc. God, you could probably sell that for a good amount of money. Yeah, I mean it's in great condition. It really is. You never touched any of these games. You just bought stuff and never used it, did you? That's basically it. <laughs> um. So here's another game. Uh, um. That your dad would love. Oh. Um, so, The War in Europe, 1939 to 1945, Storm Across Europe. Nice. Okay. All right. So, Shock the fate, 1939, the fate of Europe is in your hands. Oh, boy. Goodbye, Europe. So, so, so Butch, um, yeah, I wish that, you the best yeah. of luck. Um, but here's the cool thing about Storm. Funny how Storm dominant he was in those type of games. Okay, first off, here's the booklet, which is really thick Ooh, for oh. a video game booklet. Hold it sideways. Let me... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Pretty oh. thick because if you look in the back, because games like these, you know, it's all instructions, like oh, how to do it. Oh, my God. You had to yes. memorize, basically, all of the all of the commands that you needed in order Good to play Lord. the game. Now, wait, wait. And then on like top of that. seven pages of commands. Right. And then on top of that. They gave you your map <laughs> in the game so you can follow along. I'm pretty sure that's that looked like San Andreas. <laughs> uh, no, it's got the Black Sea, so I don't okay. think it is. It's also got the Persian Gulf. Ooh, all right. So, but yeah, Storm Across Europe. Um, you know, the Blitzkrieg that Hitler unleashed in 1939 swept across Europe like a terrible storm that raged for six years. That's the hottest game, folks. That's right. Get your kids for Christmas a game with Hitler. <laughs> Yay, Hitler. All right, moving on. So, uh, <laughs> sorry. We, 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 we do not condone Hitler. <laughs> no, we do not. No, zero. We, we condone him zero. Absolutely zero. All right, moving on. Um, to uh, Empire War Game of the Century. Ooh. Uh, another one that's got the full box. Yep. Yep. And um, it's got the it's got the di- Oh, there's a hidden disc in here. Oh, really? What'd you oh, find? I got Empire disc, and I found another disc. Oh, okay. Um, I also oh, found. Speed. Holy crap! <laughs> All right, I thought the other book was thick. Oh, oh this is that is what this is a. 61-page manual. 
for a manual that is ridiculous. Oh my god! Okay, never playing this. I had books in school that weren't that big. Yep. So never playing that one. <laughs> uh, moving on to another game called Road Wars. Oh, that looks fun. Which looks really cool. It, it kind of looks like Road Warrior, you know, like a Mad yeah. Max thing. Um, and the artwork actually is kind of cool. Look at that trifolds. Uh, That's weird. Yeah, trifold. Nice, nice. This, this is the instruction book, nice and thin, like it <laughs> it's should like be. It's like one page. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's like one good. page. Perfect. Um, yeah, Ooh, but just I really, mean, really cool. I may have only had like eight games for the Commodore 64. I don't remember. Yeah, it looks like it runs like Mad Max. Oh, it's like, it's like It's like racing. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Oh, very yep. neat. Um, and then last but not least, um, I'm showing this one because I found it in here. It's called Atlantis, the Desperate Battle for Earth. <laughs> but, it, but it's sealed. Ooh, whoa. Ne- never been opened. Wow. Thirty one dollars yeah. at the time. Thirty one dollars at the time. On sale wait a minute, wait. for thirty one dollars at Pro- the time. Language machine. <laughs> That's a weird sticker on the back. Oh uh, yeah, I know. This is uh yeah. Oh what I also love too is that this is for the Commodore, but it says on the back screenshots from Atari S T version. <laughs> so do not play so on the So in other words, it may not look like that. <laughs> no. Uh, so anyway, so those are the boxed ones. And okay. then the other cool thing, I don't know if you remember this, but like um, some games came out on cartridge for the Commodore 64. Um, there was a cartridge slot. That's where like the warp speed cartridge gets plugged into. But there were actual game cartridges on the back that plugged in. Okay. Um, so I found Choplifter. Oh, God, yes, I do remember those. Yep. Oh, wow. It almost looks like yep. an Atari cartridge. It almost looks like an Atari cartridge. And I found Pac-Man. Oh, <laughs> That is awesome. 1983 Pac-Man uh, by Atari, which means it's that Atari Pac-Man. Oh, all right. Well, still still eh. awesome that, it, eh. that you have it. Yep. Um, yes, I know. Shame on Atari for that game. <laughs> um, but speaking of Atari, uh, as as I continue to talk about my, my New York discoveries, um, so I take all of the games out. Oh, and by the way, that's just a handful of games. Like I have a whole – I have like at least a couple hundred other floppies. <laughs> well, when, at least. When you come across high rollers. Maybe, maybe 100, 150 more. What? Oh my god! So when you come across high rollers, let me know. I, I would, I will. I, trust me, I will let you know. I'll be very happy if I do. <laughs> In fact, I could have sworn I have high rollers. Um, I have high rollers on a uh, a CD somewhere to play on Windows. You mentioned that but before, that's, yeah. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta look for that. Um, so anyway, um, so I take everything out of the bin, right? And I'm like, okay, I was like. There are way more games in here than I remember because, like, you know, I'm picking up the boxes and stuff, and it's only like I'm only halfway through the bin. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I was like, and the Commodore is like kind of flush up against the side, sideways. Okay. And I'm like, well, what's, what's in here? What's underneath these? Because I don't remember having that much. So then I get all the discs out, and I find a box of Atari 2600 games that I forgot that I had. <laughs> and then underneath that, Another Atari Twenty Six Hundred. I have two wow, Atari Twenty Six Hundred. That's that's awesome. That's a great discovery. Yeah. No, it was such a great surprise. I completely forgot. And not only was it like a, a, a games, but like it wasn't even a few games. It's a box. Oh my god! Of games. That is, is a, a full shoebox of, of games. Yeah, there's a whole shoebox of games in here, and we're talking like okay. So first off, the and we talked about this. Last week, two week, two weeks ago, the very first ever superhero video game, Superman <laughs> from 1979. Yes, yes. 
But oh, you know, and wow. there were there were there were duplicates in here. Like there were two copies of Asteroids, three copies of Asteroids, <laughs> two two copies of Defender. Um, there's two copies of Missile Command. Why do you have multiple copies of so many games? I'm telling you, these are things that people gave me. Oh, oh, okay. Like over the people are like, I'm getting rid of my like. This is also from somebody I know who was like, I'm getting rid of my Atari. Do you want it? Sure. <laughs> You well, know? you're getting rid of your second Atari. <laughs> no. Oh, is it how? What kind of condition was the second Atari in? They're in great condition. I mean, they look awesome. Nice. So, no, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at <laughs> it. Pardon it looks, me for looks, asking. <laughs> I know, I know. It looks brand new. So, all the regular games that you know of are here, and then there are some not so regular games that I don't remember, like Gun Gunslinger. Um, Demons to Diamonds, ooh, ooh, okay. which I don't remember, but ooh, the artwork's wow. cool. Oh, yeah, it looks like yeah, – wow, look at that. Um, flag Capture. Hmm, I wonder what you do in that game. Uh, I don't, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Turmoil, which I found the most interesting because it was from 1982, but it was made by 20th Century Fox. Oh, wow. Turmoil. You know, it's funny you mention that because when you were holding up the uh, the box, that like that was the first label that stuck out to me. Yeah, I I don't know if there was a movie called Turmoil, but I, I never heard of 20th Century Fox making a game. Oh, and then um, a I game called didn't, Break... I didn't even realize 20th Century Fox was around that long. I thought it was like a subsidiary that came around later. No, 20th Century Fox has been around for like a hundred years. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> um, yeah, and then like um, Plaque Attack. <laughs> where... <laughs> We're literally trying to save your teeth. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember that. There's a game in here called Human Cannonball. Oh, better than Human Centipede. Uh, very true. Uh, <laughs> slot Machine. Oh, the uh, the ultra, the very original adventure. Oh, nice. I mean, that's a great game, too. I know you were joking about the Love title, but fantastic Love game. Love this game. Um, and then, uh, like, Space Invaders. Oh, of course. Asteroids. Oh, of course. And then, you remember the long cartridges oh yeah i have one of those that's what i thought was when we were talking a few weeks ago the t cartridge and i was completely wrong yeah the t cartridge so it was like so i was very i was very happy to find um i used to play this game all the time astro blast that's the one i got yep yep astro blast armor ambush and then my personal favorite burger time oh classic absolutely and then and then for reasons that are unexplained and this is where my story ends (laughs) um the last game that I found in the box, for some odd reason, now again, I found my Commodore, I found Commodore 64, I found Atari 600 stuff, mm-hmm. great. I was like, but for some odd reason in this box, I have a Donkey Kong game. Ooh. That's oh no, I, you know what's funny? I thought it was for ColecoVision for some odd reason, but it no. does look like a Coleco because it says on top no, Coleco. It says Coleco on top, but then the then the the cartridge says. Um, video game cartridge for use with the Atari video computer system and Sears Video Arcade. Which I think played Coleco as well. Yep. So I nice. also got the original Donkey Kong. Very nice. 1981. Boy, what a um, sweet haul. Yeah, I know. I mean, it was such a welcome surprise. Like, I knew about the Commodore Not a haul. You've already owned it. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, right. What a great haul that I already owned. <laughs> um, and, and didn't go through completely. But, you know, um, it was great to see the Commodore stuff. It was even cooler to find the atari stuff mm-hmm. um and uh yeah it's just i'm really happy right now because i want to hook up this commodore 64 and play <laughs> well i mean how do you you're not gonna hook it up to the tv can you well the funny thing is my friend gave me an adapter 
that goes into the AV. Ooh. So I can, and I brought back from New York a nice small 19-inch flat screen uh, <laughs> TV. Oh, okay. LED. Yep, yep. So it's like I can – yeah, just hook it. I'm just gonna hook it up to that and uh, and see how it works. Oh man! All right. Well, you done. You, you done. Well, you done good about twenty five to thirty years ago. So very very good. Yep. No, I'm very very happy with this haul. And uh, you know, uh, for everybody listening, keep an eye out on um, on our page. You're gonna see a lot of uh, you're gonna see a lot of Commodore uh, <laughs> a lot of Commodore updates this week. Yeah, no, it's gonna be it's it's refreshing. It won't be as much Nintendo, so uh, that's that's yeah. That's no, we thing. are very Nintendo heavy, that's and I do, right. and I always I always forget that uh, you know Commodore sixty four was one of my early loves. I was gonna say based on I mean we both really grew up with Nintendo, so we can't help that. But on what you're showing me, um, yeah, you gotta have more more stories of gaming besides Nintendo because that is a lot of Commodore. Oh no, yeah, I mean, I mean, well, again, like I said, like these came from a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what happened to my original Commodore, but the two systems that I did have back then were um, my NES and my Commodore 64. All right. Oh, and Frank, I think Frank will be very happy to hear this. I found a copy in the disc collection of uh, Time Pilot. I remember him saying that was one of his favorite oh, games. Oh, yeah. Hey, so Frank's I, doing pretty good as well. You know, I, real quick, I, I'm going to mention, I was over at Frank's house when we were recording uh, for the better half, uh, drops every other Wednesday, and... He actually has a nice collection of games still in boxes as well. Uh, For systems. Commodore? No, no, not Commodore. I'm just talking about like just old game systems. Oh, that's awesome. Um, he has. He says he has an original Master System in box, which Ooh. was still trying to find. But he had like his Dreamcast in box. Oh, that's awesome. Um, he had a. Um, he had the Master System converter for the Genesis. Very cool. Again, in box. So yeah, uh, it's just it's just cool when you like come across these things because it's like, especially like all the box stuff because you know you're talking about stuff that you're holding on to for like thirty plus years, mm-hmm. you know. No, no, definitely. Um, but, definitely. And also, by the way, I, I talked to my cousin Michael um, yesterday. He messaged me on Facebook to let me know that um, he fished out his Sega Saturn uh, from his parents' house. It's in full working condition, <laughs> um, and I will be picking it up Thanksgiving week. <laughs> Just add, add, add. Uh, I, it's officially a compulsion. <laughs> Good for you. Congratulations. Welcome to the world. Welcome to my world of pop vinyls, just yours and now video games. Yes, I know. Um, but, you know, thankfully, I think uh, for the most case, video games don't take as, up as much room as pop vinyls. Uh, y- you may be surprised. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I have quite a few pop vinyls. Here we go. I'm sorry. As you were talking, I was pulling up some of the stuff that uh, from, from Frank. Um, yeah, Genesis, Dreamcast. I mean, again, Inbox. I'll That's post awesome. these up for Frank, uh, for Frank as well. Not for Frank, but do it to him. Now, now, all you need to do is talk him into giving them to you. Yeah, but you know what? He he has he's starting to do like a little. I mean, not as abundant as yours, but he's got a few systems that he's going to uh, want to hook together. I'm like, do not get rid of these at all because we will put together the Dreamcast, we'll put together the Genesis, and we will make no, it so your ever, children if... can go and. Yeah, I was gonna say if he ever wants to get rid of them, I'll buy them from him. Hey, so. hey what about me? Forget you. <laughs> That's right. I'm not gonna have any money. So, yeah, you're you're broke. I'm not. <laughs> uh, well, know. you won't be broke for long if you start um, thinking about selling some of that stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, I have to get to a point to decide. Like, at what point do I have no more room? And uh, that point is rapidly approaching. <laughs> <laughs> 
So be on the lookout on all our social media. Uh, Anthony will definitely be putting up some uh, photos oh, of yeah. his old games. And comment below the photos. Comment on our Facebook page. Some of the old systems. like not. And we're talking not Nintendo, not Genesis. Like a Commodore 64 or whatever other PCs were out at that time. Or if people were rocking Macs. Oh, excuse me. Apple Macintoshes back then. Uh, let us know what games you used to play. Some of your favorite PC games. we got to give some uh, love to the PC. And that's that. All right, so it's time for another rendition of Wacky Retro Gaming. Oh, and what, what is this week's Wacky Retro Game, Larry? This week is because you talk so much about finding your Atari. So for the Atari 2600, we're going to talk about Sneak and Peek. Sounds oh, like, boy. Sounds like a game, like uh, Colonel... Uh, a general custard there. But in any event, Sneak and Peek uh, is nothing uh, like that. Absolutely nothing like that. Basically, it's hide and seek. And on the Atari 2600, you were able to play one versus a computer or a two-player game. If you played the two-player game, how that worked is one person literally closed their eyes while the other player hides somewhere in the game. And then the second player opens their eyes and literally searches for you. That's Sneak and Peek, uh, in essence. Basically, um, Have you ever played this game? I remember playing this game. No, I've never played this game, and I'm starting to question whether this was a wacky retro game or a sucky retro game. <laughs> well, it was 1982. I mean, for 82, it's it's pretty wild. Yeah, but if, I mean, but of all the games to try and put together, you're going to put together a, a hide and seek video game. Why not? It was not, not not much to think about back then. And basically, it took place in a house with three rooms uh, and a front yard to hide in, and uh, the four locations. It was five different places to hide. Uh, you can play the fixed variable hiding locations, the fixed games you can hide. Always found the hiding was always found in the same place, but variable you can move the hiding places around. Uh, I played against the computer uh, really all the time because I am a single uh, only child. And did the computer always win? Probably more often than not. That doesn't surprise me. And there was two difficulty levels. Basically, the on the tougher setting, the entrance to the hiding place is narrower, so it was a little tough to get in there to find. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's a literal sneak and peek for the Atari 2600. You know, you know, listening to this makes me wonder if this is like an early, 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 early inspiration for the new Friday the 13th game. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It uh, may. We have to play side by side. But the, right. I was going to say, the, yeah, the only the only difference in this one is like when you get found, you don't get murdered. <laughs> uh, no, well, it depends on what's you, happening you, with the person next gets, to you. So that, that that's very true, too. Yeah, the fact that you have to ha- – like literally the person playing the game has to close their eyes while the other person hides is just <laughs> it's very, awesome on every level. Very 1982. Sneak and peek, Atari 2600. That's this week's wacky retro game. All right, so uh, we got uh, – this is kind of like – it's not an official uh, segment, but I, I kind of like, you know, what's old is new again. Um, where a lot of times Virtual Console, a lot of times they'll re-release some old stuff on the new systems. And this past week, uh, Nintendo had their Nintendo Direct, which is very, it's very informative. It was like 45 minutes, about 3DS and about the Nintendo Switch. A lot of awesome games coming out for both systems, including, uh, on a, this is just real quick on a side note, I don't know if you saw it. They uh, showed some more gameplay and some more information on Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, oh no, I haven't so, seen that. And some of the different boards, uh, like an ice, an ice world, a, a sand world, stuff like that. And there was a beach world, and the Nint- uh, Nintendo, the internet 
was flipping out because there's a picture of Mario running around in a bathing suit, you know, like regular boxer, you know, boxer bathing suit. Yeah. But he has no shirt on, so we see his nipples, and everyone's flipping out that we can see Mario's nipples. Why is that a problem? <laughs> because we've never seen him before. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I mean, he he's a you know he's a dude. He's got him. <laughs> he's from Brooklyn. I mean, he's allowed. Yeah, I mean, nothing. I mean, he's a, he's a guy. <laughs> Guys have just, nipples. It was just what, what's the what's <laughs> the big deal? Uh, but one of the the big news, I'd be, I'd be more I'd be more concerned if he didn't have him because then it's like what? Oh, what Mario's deformed? He's like an alien. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be concerned if they were showing peaches. So one uh, of the that's a different story. One of the big stories for us that was announced is. Uh, Nintendo Switch with their – it's not the virtual console. We're actually still waiting on the virtual console. But Nintendo is going to be releasing starting on September 27th on the Nintendo Switch ports of their original arcade games. Nintendo had a hand – and I'm not talking the Play Choice 10. I'm talking about actual arcade games for Nintendo. And that sounds awesome. Uh, the When we were I, at yep. – go ahead. No, no, I was just oh. saying, I'm all down for that. When we were at uh, Barcade, when we were recording from Barcade, we had some yep. video, and one of which was the Play Choice 10. Now, Ant, do you remember what the Play Choice 10 is? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. Basically, it was Nintendo. There was literally 10 Nintendo games, the exact same games you play here at home, but you were able to play them in the arcade. You have, like, I think, like five minutes per quarter or something like that you were able to play. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember, um, I remember in Parkade I was playing uh, Legend of Zelda. Yeah, uh, um, and I was trying to see how far I can get in like five or ten minutes. <laughs> uh, you know, they were just designed for just quick play. I mean, well, a lot of arcade games are designed for quick play, but Nintendo had about one, two, three, four, five, about six or seven games that were just pure arcade, and one of which, one of my favorites, is Punch Out. I remember playing Punch Out uh, a handful of times, and what I loved about the uh, arcade version is that you actually had like um, you know you know how the NES one like you were a, a mini. Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now forty to sixty percent off, and women's boots and shoes to finish the look fifty to sixty percent off, and upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart collection. Now sixty five percent off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection. Now 65% off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Get your character fighting these giant guys, which was super Mac. fun. Yep. Yeah, little Mac. Um, in, in this one, you were actually you were actually kind of a regular sized guy. You you were pitted up against them pretty uh, you know pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. And I do remember I, I do remember Glass Joe was in yes. was in the Punch Out arcade game, which he, was kind of cool. He sure was. And I remember the way the game was. It was because you had to look through your player, so he was he was yep. a, a green. How do you how, how would you describe it? Like a green. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I, um, I forget what they, I forget what they call grid, like a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's like a almost like vector graphics. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, like a vector grid. And I remember the I remember it was two screens, and you're gonna get the two screens on Nintendo Switch. Now it's not like a 3DS where it's gonna be on the TV and on the Nintendo Switch because it's one unit. But still, you're gonna get that two screens. You play it on the bottom screen, and the top screen was actually the stats. And yes. it, it showed the two characters. It showed where you were. It gave the I think the time was up there. Time was up there. Uh, I think the score was up there. And do you remember on the cabinet there was like that that it was like a special punch button. I think it was your super punch button. It looked like a buzzer in a game show. Oh yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> so uh, so the games that are going to be coming out on this. Um, on this retro, you know, Nintendo Switch uh, uh, arcade archives are going to be the following. So the one coming out September 27th, the original, of course, is the first game that's coming out, Mario Brothers. Super fun, really awesome. I know you're not a fan of the original Mario Brothers game. I do not like it whatsoever, but it's still a classic. I'm not denying the classicness of the game. Yep. Uh, and then uh, now the rest are are to be announced. So I don't know if they're going to release a monthly or something along those lines. Uh, we talked Punch Out. That's going to be coming out. Awesome. And then there was a series of versus games, which were standalone arcade games. Do you remember the versus series? Maybe one of them you may remember. Yeah, I remember one or two. Okay. Um, and w- one of them is the probably the first one we're going to mention right here, which was a balloon fight versus balloon fight. Yep, that one. That one was awesome because I loved I loved that NES game too, which was great. It was a good, it was a good NES. That's another one that's been been ported about a hundred times. Yep, and it's still fun. No, no, certainly. Uh, another one versus Clue Clue Land. This one should be interesting. Now Clue Clue Land, I didn't even realize that that was an arcade game. I remember, you know, because I have I had and I have still the. Um, uh, NES game and my sister and I when we were kids we would rent that game from the video store like crazy well, I don't know why I mean it was like a cool little puzzle kind of game no no definitely and and remember a lot of these games it was more they were a Nintendo game and then they were kind of released as uh, arcade so it was kind of went the other way it went the other yes. way with that so um, and with Clue Clue Land here is because some of them are just kind of straight straight the same but a game like Clue Clue Clan had a little bit of a difference in the arcade version. It the arcade version, which this one will be, contained twice as many puzzles, a new boss, wow, different themes and a few adjusted game game features. Well, I guess I will be buying this when it comes out on the uh Switch console. And a fun uh note if you end up going back to Japan, a version of this was released as the last game for the Famicom Disk System. Wow. Called Clue Clue Land. Welcome to New Clue Clue Land. Okay, I need to get my hands on that. <laughs> See, I gotta start making a list of games and, you know, Famicom games. And apparently, if I'm reading this right, you were able to unlock this very game on the GameCube version of Animal Crossing? Really? Mm, I'm, gonna have to, I'm just reading that right now. I'm gonna have to look into that. Well, uh, and not only that, you're, it was the NES and the Famicom Disk System version. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, so you got is, the regular, you got the regular and the sequel. I'm going to quote Wikipedia, which is kind of weird because this means you're just quoting just someone off the street. Both the NES and family disc, uh, the family computer disc system versions are unlockable in the GameCube title Animal Crossing, while the latter was retitled Clue Clue Land D outside Japan. That's interesting. All right, so I know I'm buying Animal Crossing today just to figure yeah. out how to. I gotta, I gotta figure out how to do that. Uh, some other games in the versus system, the versus uh, 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 catalog, uh, versus Ice Climber. Now I remember playing that one as well. Oh, really? That one I don't remember. Oh yeah, no, I remember, I remember playing uh, that in the arcade and always losing my mind. There's an animated title screen on the uh, on this version. Uh, stage select menu mm-hmm. after you complete each level. Sixteen additional mountains. Wow. The occasional wind and blizzard effects. Oh, that's fun. I remember those. Those used to drive me crazy. More enemy characters and more bonus multipliers. Okay. That's all in this version. Uh, Versus pinball, which I think is just pretty straightforward. I think really just slightly. Oh, it's pinball. Yeah, what are you going to do? Now, this is the one I remember playing at Buddies. Again, we're going to be local here. Buddies over there in Brooklyn. On Flappish Avenue. Yep. Versus Super Mario Brothers, which is also, unless it's out of rotation, at Barcade in New York City. It is also at the um, Pinball Hall of Fame in Las Vegas. Yes, you did say that. Yep. Yep. And they this... had that. They had that. It was a. T- it was a two. It was a. It was a double cabinet. It was a dual cabinet, I believe. Oh, really? One side was Super Mario Brothers. The other side, I think, was Wild Gunman or Duck Hunt. Oh, cool. I think it was Duck Hunt. That's pretty wild. And on yep. versus Super Mario Brothers, uh, some enhancements, which makes the game really this. I can't wait to play. Some of the stages are different. That I remember. Um, some of the early stages, very small tweaks. Apparently, I don't think there's any one ups in the game. Mm-hmm. Dangerous enemies, narrower platforms. Uh, let's see. Uh, very this game, the arcade version versus Super Mario Brothers is exponentially more difficult than the OG Super Mario Brothers that we remember. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, the, yeah, arcade arcade versions were always harder because they wanted your quarters. Oh, absolutely. And a lot. Oh, this I didn't know. A lot of the stages, because the later stages are like completely different versus Super Mario Brothers. A lot yep. of those stages ended up in Super Mario Brothers Two. The Japanese, or what we know as the Lost Levels. The Lost Levels. Yep. Oh, well, that I mean, that makes sense. I mean, if you've already made them, why not repurpose, right? That's yeah, pretty cool. Now, I want to circle back for a second Yeah. to Animal Crossing. Because I don't know. Did you ever play Animal Crossing? On I, I owned Animal Crossing, yeah. Okay. So did you know that you can unlock other games in this? Oh, yeah, totally. Animal That's Crossing? why I bought oh, yeah. Animal Crossing. I had no idea because now I need to get Animal Crossing because I just want to run through the list of the um, – games that you can unlock in Animal Crossing. And they're one player, uh, they're one player versions. Right. So these are apparently obtainable from Nook's Lottery. Yep. Uh red or or you can find them because they're buried by villagers. <laughs> yes. Um yes, and it's, that's right. Oh, I yep. forgot about that. So Balloon Fight, Clue Clue Land, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Junior Math, <laughs> Excite Bike, Golf, Pinball and Tennis. Yeah, and then on top of that, obtained from the island, whatever that means, um, Wario's Woods and baseball, and then obtained from Nintendo giveaways, soccer, Donkey Kong Junior, Donkey Kong Three, Clue Clue Land D, which is that the Clue Clue Land, and uh, Punch Out, 
And then for some odd reason, there's uh, unobtainable without external assistance. So you needed um, – it looks like you needed an e-reader e yep. to get these. Uh, and it was um, the original Mario Brothers and Ice Climber. Mm-hmm. And then Super Mario Brothers was in the game only as a – it was a Japan-only giveaway. Oh, wow. Um, or it says here you can use a cheating device to unlock it. <laughs> and the same thing for Legend of Zelda. Cheating device would unlock it. I didn't know game. Zelda was in it. Wow. Yeah. But you, you, there's some type of cheating or code you need to do it hmm. with. So I wonder, though, like, if I bought Animal Crossing today, see, like, I would buy it because I want to play Clue Clue Land D. Um, but you can't because they were initially unavailable. However, Nintendo of America and Nintendo of Europe later released codes that could be used in the game to unlock them. Well, I wonder if they're, it's just a general code that you can get online. Probably. i got to imagine. Well, if that's the case, then I'm picking myself up a copy of Animal Crossing. <laughs> With these arcade games, it's pretty interesting because they're all listed under what's called Arcade Archives. Now, I've seen Arcade, and you may have seen as well, and people listening to the show, uh, Arcade Archives on the PlayStation 4, which I thought was just PlayStation's, like, their title for arcade games that you can buy on the PlayStation shop. Right. But apparently, no, this is like a whole brand... And the publisher is what's called Hamster Corporation, and they, <laughs> yeah, right. They've published a ton of arcade ports, more of which than I realize. I mean, we're looking at the list here: Bubble Bobble. I'm just naming a few: Bubble Bobble, City Connection, Contra, and trust me, if you haven't played the the arcade version of Contra, it is completely different than the NES version. Oh yeah, a hundred percent different. Double Dragon, Elevator Action. I'm just naming a few of the ones that I like. That's that's pointing out to me. Gradius, Matt Mania, Exciting Hour. That's a wrestling one. Wow. Rygar. Uh, Rygar. I loved Rygar. Solomon's Key. Uh, one of my favorites. One of our favorites, definitely. And then there's a whole list of Neo Geo games that this company put out. Wow. A lot this... of which are exclusive to the Switch. Which is which is kind of awesome because the switch need I mean the switch needs a little third party love, um, and we know how Nintendo loves to dip into the retro pocket. Oh, absolutely! They're doing good with it. Yep. So yeah. So uh, yeah. So grabbing the Neo Geo library is actually pretty clever because you know um, yeah, I and I know uh, it's going to be on PS4 and Xbox One too. But they do to your point they do have some exclusive to the switch, which is kind of cool. They do like one that I have downloaded and I play is um so much fun. It's a game called Blazing Star. Uh, it's a side-scrolling mm. shooter uh, that is. I mean, it's Japan. We can we we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Uh, Japan just has so many. They their love of shoot, whether side-scrolling or vertical shooters. There are a ton of games. But this Blazing Star, in it's like maybe seven bucks if you get a chance. Yep. Download it on the Switch. It's a really fun game. Uh, I will download it on the Switch as soon as I finish playing Zelda. All right. Well, that's how that works. Oh, I'm still I'm six Wild. months in. Yep, six months in and still playing Breath of the Wild. I really should pick that up and play it. <laughs> no, don't. Now I'm telling people not to because it might you might get sucked in like me. <laughs> that's that's what you're supposed to do. I know it's amazing. Uh, I just can't I can't say enough good stuff about it. Well, I'm gonna get I'm gonna. Get, it's funny, you know, you spend all this money on a brand new system, and I'm looking forward to these arcade ports. But the fact that Nintendo, you know, they they remember their past and these arcade ports that's that's a definitely step in the right direction for nintendo just to add a little bit of a nuance to the switch 
Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, especially like early on, like when, you know, um, normally, especially Nintendo's notorious for not coming out with a lot of games at yeah. launch. And, you know, we're six months into a Switch. And um, I mean, aside from Super Mario Odyssey, I'm I'm not really looking at any other game that I want to buy. Well, so, I mean, but there are games available. You got to admit the, the library is bigger than than probably past histories. Yeah, it's definitely bigger than past histories, but like there are like I haven't seen any games, at least for me, that stand out. All right, for me to run out and purchase. And again, it's just me. No, no, but fair um, yeah, but like you know, aside from Mario, so it's nice to see the availability of some older stuff that like would tap into my nostalgia, and you know, make me purchase those. And that reminds me, Super Mario Odyssey releases yep. October twenty seventh. Well, happy birthday to me. <laughs> That's what I figured. <laughs> I thought it was going to be holiday. I was shocked when I saw that release date. Nope. that You know, that works for me. Uh, I think um, WWE 2K18 comes out that day, too. And that's also coming out on the Switch. I might just get it on the Switch just for the hell of it. Uh, I'm going to be dropping a lot of money on video games for my <laughs> birthday. Well, you know what? Just to talk, just because we're here real quick, just to, to show the direction that Nintendo's going with the Switch, because you never would have saw these type of games in the past. Doom is coming out on the Switch. Yep. The new Doom, not like in a, in a classic version. Yes, 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 the new one. Wolfenstein 2. Yep. Uh, then they've had like Dark Souls and stuff like that. Uh, I saw, uh, I think, Resident Evil, uh, uh, a collection of some sort is coming out. Okay. Um, so yeah, no, Nintendo's definitely working in the right direction. But... Well, they need to they need they need to go the mature route if they want to get more gamers. That's the bottom oh, absolutely. line. You gotta you gotta you gotta get some mature games out and there. And the system the graphics are finally up there where the, the system can hold the graphics and, and the games are fun. And the games are work and with the portability yep. of the Switch, like Elder Scroll is now coming out on it. With the portability mm-hmm. of the Switch, it really puts these games in a whole new perspective. But the arcade versions, I just cannot wait. I've been waiting for versus Super Mario Brothers. I maybe played it three times my entire life, and I could not play it at Barcade because someone was already playing it, and I had to go to a Chili Peppers concert. Bummer. But I am so, so waiting for these to be released, and uh, except for Mario Brothers, which I'm very upset at. Well, you're just going to have to make your peace with that and buy it anyway. Namaste. All right, so uh, I, I want to spread the love a little bit on the on this episode since we talked about Commodore, we talked about Atari, we just talked a bit about uh, Nintendo and Neo Geo for some odd yeah, reason. Yeah, we're doing good. Um, yeah, we're, we're we're covering a lot of ground this uh, this uh, week. So um, this week's cheat of the week, all right, um, compliments of Sega, Sega. Um, which we really haven't talked about much of yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so. This week, um, we're, fo- uh, we're focusing on Sonic CD. Um, Sonic CD is celebrating its 24th anniversary oh this week. Wow. All right. 24 years ago. Um, and um, I thought it would be cool to focus um, on Sonic CD this week. So right. our cheat of the week for Sonic CD on the Sega CD is the s- how to get the stage select screen. Oh, cool. So – as you know, games like this notoriously did not have a save function. So once you died, it was over. Once, once you, you die, up a... you die. Right. And once you used up your continues, it was completely over. So if you wanted to jump back to the the board that you died on or left off on, you can use the following code. So at the title screen, you press up, down, down, left, right, B. 
And if you did that, a stage select screen would come up, and you can choose any stage you want. So you can advance yourself all the way to the end of the game if you wanted to cheat your way to the end, um, or you can, you know, be honest like us retro gamers <laughs> and you know play through the game straight through. But if you run out of continues, use the stage select code to pick up where you left off, and that is what Larry. I was going to say I've never gotten to the end of the game, so I think I'll be using that code today. Well, there you go. But don't go all the way to the end. Don't be a cheater. <laughs> Okay, cheaters never prosper, and that is this week's cheat of the week. All right, Ant, what do you got? Uh, I mean, we've talked about Atari, Commodore 64. Uh, let's see what we can talk about with uh, Retro Spotlight. What do you got? Well, to follow up on our cheat of the week, um, I, and again, to celebrate the 24th anniversary of one of the best Sonic the Hedgehog games to ever come out, Agreed. Um, I thought I would do a retro spotlight on Sonic CD Let's for the it. Sega CD. Let's so, do it. Um, yep, so our, our favorite hedgehog, um, or the or the <laughs> only hedgehog, hedgehog that we know of in video, video gaming. And uh, I will the only blue... And the only blue one in existence. This is, this is well, if unless you hold one's mouth closed. The... Sonic CD is probably, I will say, the best intro song ever. Oh, yes. And I will uh, talk about that. I figured you would. So, uh, this week's Retro Spotlight, Sonic CD, developed by the Sonic Team. That was actually the name of the developers. (laughs) Yeah, it was. They called the Sonic Team. Uh, Developed by the Sonic Team, published by Sega, Mm -hmm. um, released on uh, Sega CD September 23rd. 1993. Wow. Okay, I remember that. 1993. Now, since it was released on Sega CD, uh, since its original release, it was also released on Windows, Android, PlayStation 2, GameCube, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, iOS, Windows Phone, Apple TV, and Ouya. Oh, my God, the Ouya. Do you remember that thing? Nope. (laughs) Oh, I don't even know if it's still around, the Ouya. I hope it's not. Holy cow. Uh, That's I probably, a terrible name. Yeah, no, it was, it was a rough one. I think it was like an Android base for the television or something. Uh, it may have been Steam. But in any event, the I probably own about five of those versions you just listed. Maybe six. <laughs> there you go. Um, you, are, you are the perfect market for these games. <laughs> well, the one on iOS was free, I think. I own one of these versions. No, and let it's me guess. The, and it's the original on <laughs> Sega CD. Very nice. All right, so um, if you haven't played Sonic CD, you really should. Um, but just to give you a, a, just a brief uh, backstory to it. So the story follows Sonic the Hedgehog as he attempts to save an extraterrestrial body called Little Planet um, from Dr. Robotnik um, while making rounds with his robotic doppelganger, Metal Sonic. Yep. So Metal Sonic was one of his nemes- nemeses in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Metal Sonic has kidnapped Amy Rose, Sonic's, Sonic's little girlfriend, Hedgehog. Um, so gameplay very similar in this game. It was a side-scroller, and you run, through several, you, know, you run through the levels. You collect rings that help you defeat the robots and everything. However, the bonus to this game, which was what really made this game awesome, was that Sonic CD introduced time travel it sure into did. It sure did, and I Into still don't know how to use it. Yep, and it was a very – it was a key aspect to the story and gameplay because what happened was when you traveled through time, you were able to access different versions of the stages you were on. So the uh, um, they would they would have alter- alternate layouts, mm-hmm. different music, mm-hmm. and graphics based on the time period. Yeah. So, 
So basically, um, you were able to move between four different variants of each zone. So each level, you either had you were in the present, mm -hmm. you could go to the past, or you can go to the future. But when you went to the future, there were two versions of the future. There oh. was a good future and a bad future. Okay. Um, and based and when you would travel to the future, it would initially start out bad, and based on what you did in that zone, you can turn the bad future into the good future. While you're in the future zone, see, this is what yes. confused me about the time travel. Well, I can I can understand you getting confused with time travel. <laughs> Listen, I have my own you. theories on time travel, but I knew you were able to change the Doc future. Doc Brown's theories don't count. Oh, I got my own. You know what? Real quick comment though, how you get to the past and the present, I mean the past and the future, I thought was very cool and very back to the future like. Yes, it actually was. It was the the um the uh, speed. The speed. Yeah, yeah it was how to... fast you went and hitting the and you had to hit yeah, you hit a certain speed and then like there was like a bar or something that got you there. Certain speed and so you had to maintain that speed. Yep. So that was pretty cool. But uh yeah, yep. so yeah, I would never knew All how to play around. Flux capacitor or DeLorean. Well, I don't even want to know where his flux capacitor was. So I I didn't know how to how to manipulate the future. That was the only thing I really could never do in the game. Uh, well, you can look it up online. I will. Uh, moving on. So the development of Sonic CD actually began after um, the original Sonic the Hedgehog was completed, because as we all know, the the first Sonic game was ridiculously successful oh. um, and put the Sega Genesis on the map. Mm -hmm. uh, so. The game was originally conceived as an enhanced port of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Oh. Um, it was basically going to be, yeah, they were enhancing Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for the Sega CD. Mm -hmm. um, but what happened was Sonic 2 had lower than expected sales in Japan. Really? And Yep. And as a result of that, they decided to spin off Sonic CD just as a completely separate game. Hmm. I didn't realize that about the sales of Sonic 2. Yep. Wow. Interesting. So um, the game marks the debut of Amy Rose. This okay. was Amy Rose's first Sonic game. Yep. It was also the first Sonic game for Metal Sonic. Yep, yep. Yep. Um, and then because, and because of the storage space available on the CD, Sonic CD was also the first Sonic game to include cutscenes. Yes. Uh, that were produced by Toei Animation. Uh, that opening scene, I, I can remember that right now. It was just gorgeous to watch back then as it is now. Yep. Um, to a point you made earlier, there were um, two soundtracks for the game. One was – there was one for J uh, Japan, Europe, and Australia, and then there was one for North America. Hmm. Now, in Japan, there were two songs, two original songs performed – in uh, that in the uh, Japanese version, one was called "Sonic, You Can Do Anything," <laughs> which was uh, which then, for some odd reason, adopted the unofficial title called "Toot Toot Sonic Warrior." <laughs> oh, you gotta love these translations sometimes. Uh, I know. Um, it was actually originally written for Sonic the Hedgehog two. But then, based on what I said, they mm -hmm. decided to port it over to Sonic CD. Okay. And then the second, and then the second song in the Japanese version was called "Cosmic Eternity." Believe in yourself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> now, in the North American version of this the game, the there one. was only there was only one song. Yep. Um, and it was called "Sonic Boom." Love that song. It's, it's in my head. 
Sonic Boom, Sonic Boom, Sonic Boom. What did I tell you about singing on our podcast? <laughs> anyway, Sonic Boom was, uh, was you know, um, was performed by a female. Haverty's Furniture is here to help you get set for the season with up to $1,000 off. So you can set the stage with style and set the bar more beautifully. So why not settle in together on a new sofa? Because being at home doesn't mean having to settle for less. Even though the holidays feel a little different this year, Haverty's Furniture can help you create the perfect holiday setting with up to $1,000 off plus 0% interest. Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection. Now 65% off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Ensemble called Pastiche. That was an ensemble. It was an ensemble. It was three women: oh. <laughs> uh, uh, Sandy Cressman, Jenny Meltzer, and Becky West. All right. Um, so, and if I and if I'm and if I'm not mistaken, I think they all actually worked at Sam. Oh, really? I'm not. Don't quote me on that. Oh, that was a, a guess. But the names sound familiar to me, which is because uh, I feel like I read their names in the Console Wars book. Oh, okay. <laughs> and maybe it's just, and maybe it's just because. There was a part in the console wars book where they talked about this, um, so it may not—they may not have worked there. But anyway, so the name of the, the name of the, the name of the, the trio was Pastiche. Okay. In nineteen in nineteen ninety four, an official soundtrack album called Sonic the Hedgehog Boom: The Music from Sonic CD and Sonic Spinball was released. Music from Sonic Spinball. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah, there was music in that. I remember it, but yep. And then. Uh, Sega ported the Sonic CD game to uh, Microsoft Windows in 1995, making it the first Sonic game ever released on PC. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it didn't take long for them to, to transfer that over, um, which was kind of cool. So yeah. uh, people who had Windows didn't have to own a Sega CD, which at that time, I think by 95, the Sega CD was already considered a commercial failure. Oh, really? <laughs> I think so. Um, however, sales for the game... Um, for, now remember, this is just for the Sega CD, mm-hmm. not for uh, any other con- uh, okay. any other platform. Okay. But just for the Sega CD alone, it sold 1.5 million copies. Wow! Making it the best-selling game for the Sega CD ever. Oh, absolutely! That is wild. So, yeah, especially because you know not a lot of people. I mean, if you consider um, the Sega CD was not a success at all. Um, I don't know how many units of the Sega CD was sold, but I would assume the majority of people who owned the Sega CD had this game. Probably. Um, reviews for the game, like I said, were pretty much off through the roof. Um, GameSpot, IGN gave it eight and a half out of 10. Electronic Gaming Monthly gave it 92% wow. out of a hundred percent. Um, and those, you know, the, the low, the lowest review, the lowest rating it got was eight and a half out of 10. Okay. Uh, everybody gave it, yeah, ridiculous, uh, reviews, um, some notable awards that it was, it received, um, uh, Electronic Gaming, uh, Electronics Gaming Monthly, um, called it the best Sega CD game of 1993. I'll agree with that. Um, I, I don't know what games it was in competition with, to be honest with you, <laughs> but it, it was pretty much a runaway, I would think. Uh, GamePro in 2009 listed Sonic CD 
twelfth on the top twenty best platformer games. Really? Yep. Because hmm. the game is just that awesome. Oh, absolutely agreed. Uh, 2013, uh, it was uh, rated Windows Phone Game of the Year. Okay. So those are just some of the awards. And then uh, some quick hits for you um, on the game. The story from Sonic CD with the time travel and Amy Rose getting kidnapped and all that stuff, um, that story was actually adapted in Archie Comics' Sonic the Hedgehog comic book series. Oh, really? (laughs) Yep, you can actually read it in comic book form. Uh, The game's animated sequences were included as bonuses in the compilation Sonic Jam. Mm Mm-hmm. And Sonic Boom, the song, was reused as one of Sonic's themes in Super Smash Bros. Brawl in 2008. Really? Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. That's cool. Yep. To A couple more things. To celebrate the Sonic series' 20th anniversary in 2011, Mm because Sonic the Hedgehog debuted in 91, Sega released Sonic Generations, a game that actually remade aspects of various past games from the franchise. That was a fun game. I have that on PlayStation. And there's one, uh, there's a reimagined version of the boss battle against Metal Sonic in that game. Oh, really? Sonic CD. (laughs) Yep. And then last but not least, for anybody who picked up the recently released Sonic Mania, um, Sonic Mania features updated version of Sonic CD's Metallic Madness and Stardust Speedway levels. Okay, I'm not there yet, Uh, but I'm getting there. And the Stardust Speedway level includes a boss battle against Metal Sonic. There you go. Um, and that is this week's Retro Spotlight. Happy 24th anniversary, Sonic CD. Uh, reading through that again just reminded me on how awesome that game is, and it makes me just want to go back and play it now. Sonic Boom, Sonic Boom, Sonic Boom. Stop stop, 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 stop it. All right, what do we got this week for Retro Records? Well, you know, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with Sonic CD, man, Bring because it, man. Uh, I'm Bring just. It. I'm just. I'm just loving this. Uh, and by the way, li- you know, in between segments, there, listening to Sonic Boom just uh, reminded <laughs> me. No, no, not so much Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom was okay, but uh, listening to Cosmic Eternity, believe in yourself. I think just just uh, made me sad. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was terrible. Well, that's what they get over in Japan. So anyway, this week's retro record goes to Sonic CD, and I am uh, I am pointing out the speedrun records um, for Sonic CD. Speedruns are fun. Yeah, speedruns are fun. So, and sometimes hearing how quickly somebody can finish a game just like drives me crazy because I can never finish a game like, as quick as these speedrunners. Like the one I know, what Super Mario, the original Super Mario Brothers. I don't think anyone's cracked five minutes. So. I can't imagine beating that game in five minutes. They, is there a glitch? No, I guess just you know what it is. When I watch these speed runs, you always got to be careful. Um, you know that the, that because of glitches or like or like whatnots. Eh, what's the record? I'll anyway, let, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to quote two records. Okay. Okay. So the first record is on emulator. Okay. Uh, and this uh, the current Sonic CD speed run record. Um, uh, was uh, was made in 2016 uh, by username Worcester <laughs> in W E R S T E R in Japan. Okay, 11 minutes 29 seconds and wow. 50 milliseconds. Holy cow! Yep. All right, let's well, emulator. That's emulator. Now for the actual Sega CD game, which I think is a more valid speed run. Totally. Um, we have the record set in 2015. By Burton, B-E-R-T-I-N, of the United States. There you go. USA. Uh, USA. 
17 minutes, 25 seconds, and 60 milliseconds. Still impressive. Yeah, because you got to remember that's got to include like all of um, you know all the breaks in between mm-hmm. the words and stuff yep. like that. So, yeah, so seventeen minutes, twenty five seconds, and sixty milliseconds goes to Burton in the United States for plant for the speedrun record on the actual Sega CD game, and that is this week's retro records. And this week in gaming, <laughs> what do we I, got, bro? And the tone of Josh means it is this week in gaming. Man, what do we got? Yes, yes. Uh, if your ears are not bleeding, uh, <laughs> we want you to listen up for this week in gaming. So this week in gaming is going to start all the way back in 1983. Oh, okay. So we're going back 34 years. Mm-hmm. Um, 1983, in the arcade, we had the release of a game called The Tin Star. Okay. I have no idea what that is. Sure. But you know what? It was an arcade. It was an arcade game. So if you played the tin – if anybody listening has played the tin star, please sound off on our Facebook page and let us know about it. (laughs) That's the best way to do it. Absolutely. In 1984 on DOS, we got the Caverns of Zoar. Ooh, sounds fancy. It does. Um, and now we're going to get into a lot of Japanese games. Uh, okay. For some odd reason, this week uh, was Japan heavy in the 80s and early 90s. Okay. Um, so, And this one's my personal favorite. In 1985, on the Famicom in Japan, you got a game called Puyan. Puyan. <laughs> P-O-O-Y-A-N. It's fun, it's fun to say as much as it is to play. Yes, it is. Um, although I don't want to say that because this is also the um, – this is also the – the culture that brought us toilet kids. So uh, <laughs> I need to re- I need to re- I need to research Puyan before <laughs> I even consider playing it. Uh, jumping to 1986 on the Famicom system, uh, one of the worst games I ever played, Ghostbusters. Ooh, on the fa- well, it may be different on the Famicom. Hopefully, I don't know if it's anything like the, the NES one I played on the was NES. Terrible, was just, just deplorable. Terrible, or the All computer right. version. Yes, computer version equally as bad. Uh, which, by the way, I have on my Commodore sixty four. <laughs> That's the one I played. I, that I've owned. Yep, that one, and I remember playing that as a kid too. Uh, Nineteen eighty seven on the Sega Master System in Japan, we got Aztec Adventure. Okay. Nineteen eighty eight in Japan on the Sharp X sixty eight thousand. That's it. We got it. We always got to get it in. We got a game called Dragon Spirit. Ooh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I, re- I vaguely remember that game, so I'm pretty yeah. sure it was on another system. Yeah, right. uh, 1989 for the TurboGrafx CD in Japan. <laughs> the $1,500 the nowadays? The $1,500 TurboGrafx CD that we saw at the uh, Retro Gaming Expo. Uh, Altered Beast. Oh, nice. Really? On, on CD? Oh, man. It's on CD. So I wonder if it had, like, more audio and music and stuff. Probably. I bet that would be cool to see. All right. 1990 on the Game Boy in Japan, we got DuckTales. Oh, great version of the game. Okay. I was going to ask if you ever played the It, it, uh, it won many awards. It's it's almost as good as the NES version. Same same style of gameplay? Yeah, play? absolutely. But different different levels uh, and stuff. It may be almost an exact port. There may be little differences. Okay. Good to know. Oh, yeah. Moving on to 1991, on the Famicom in Japan, we got Mario Open Golf. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that. Yep, Mario Golf. 
1992 on the TurboGrafx CD again in Japan. Wow. Um, I, I like the title of this game because it sounds kind of cool. Exile, Wicked Phenomenon. Ooh, fancy. Boogity, boogity, uh, boogity, boogity. Exactly. I want to play that in October. Um, 19, 1993, um, if you've been paying attention to this episode at all, on the Sega CD in Japan, we got Sonic <laughs> CD. It's the first time you mentioned it all day. How dare you? I have not brought it up before this very moment. Unbelievable. Who's listening to this as Shuffle? Uh, I don't know. Josh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> 1994, um, on the Sega CD again in Japan, uh, Star Wars Rebel Assault. That game oh, cool. was awesome. That was a awesome. phenomenal game. In fact, I think I bought it at I think I think bought it at the Retro Gaming Expo. I know I bought it. I just don't remember from where. I think it was there. Okay. So, uh, maybe. Yep. 1995 on the Sega Genesis in Japan, we got The Ooze. Do you remember that game? I do remember that game, yeah. (laughs) It was a weird game. Very much. Um, 1996 on Microsoft Windows. Oh. 3D Ultra Pinball Creep Night. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That speaks for itself. I guess this is the time of year we're going to start getting a lot of these horror types. Yeah, we're going to start getting some horror games in now um, because Halloween is just around the corner. Yeah. Um, 1997 on the Sega Saturn in Japan, we got the Street Fighter Collection. Oh, cool. Yep. Very, very awesome. Yep. 1998 on the PlayStation, the original PlayStation, NHL 99. Now, while I was doing This Week in Gaming, I happened to notice that this week in gaming history, a majority of the NHL games get released. It was like that last week, too, when I was doing it, when I was looking everything up. Yeah, so because it's that time of year, it's the beginning of the season. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, it's preseason for hockey right now. Hockey comes back in early October, so now's the time to buy. Oh, you got your Islanders. Uh, My half season ticket Islander holder card. Uh, or what most people call a waste of money. How dare you? Yeah, well, they're the Islanders. Any self respecting New Yorker loves the <laughs> Rangers. Well, pretty soon the Islanders are going to be playing street hockey, unfortunately. Yes, I know from what I heard. So, And you know what? Uh, their talent level fits that perfectly. If they go back to Nassau, I'll still get the tickets. If they go to Queens, it's been fun knowing you. <laughs> yeah, because nothing good ever comes out of Queens. Um, Not really. I'll leave it there. <laughs> so 1999 on the N64 and PlayStation, we got WCW Mayhem. Oof. That's a now, tough was one. That, that wasn't the bad one, was it? Well, there was Backstage Assault that eventually came out, which was terrible because yeah, there was no that ring. Was bad. Uh, Mayhem but what was is up actually, with... I got Mayhem. Was Mayhem kind of like the arcade version one? I have Mayhem also. I just it haven't played it in a long time. It kind of was, and also I think that was the first one where they tried to incorporate where like you could put codes in, and like for whatever pay-per-view was coming up, you could put the code in and play the pay-per-view on the game. And then they oh, did yeah. a Mayhem pay-per-view. I think that was the one where Bret Hart won the WCW title. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know you're not a fan of Bret Hart, <laughs> but let's move on. And I do have his autograph. Yeah, well, which makes no sense whatsoever. It was a gift. Uh, moving on to 2000 on the PlayStation, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Oh, sweet. I like that. I know. I like that one better that was the than best the first one. one. Yeah. Yep. No, no. That was the best one, and it was even better on Dreamcast. Uh, that's I thought it was I better had. on N64. That's one I had. Oh, uh, no. That was probably the worst one of the three. We will agree to disagree. Uh, no, we will agree that you're wrong. <laughs> 2001 on the PlayStation, Spider-Man 2, Enter Electro. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, not as good as the first one, but still good. Nope, not agreed. Uh, 2002 on the PlayStation 2, 
uh, one of my favorite games on the PS2, Kingdom Hearts. Oh God, yes, love that game. Great, great game from the makers of. Continue that. Yeah, from the makers of Final Fantasy. Fantastic. Yep. I'm still working on Chain of Memories. I got to the Hundred Acre Woods in the first one, and then that was like the last time I played the game. No, uh, no, it's definitely worth playing through. And I still have to play through Kingdom Hearts two before three comes out. Well, I have like one point five and two point seven and and three point four seven nine yep. or whatever it was called. So yeah, I got they, those remix versions. Yeah, I don't have the remix versions, and I probably should get it uh, since they're on the next gen consoles and they look better. Oh, they just came uh, out on PS4. That's right. Yeah, they just came out on PS4. I got on PS3. Yeah, I'm gonna get them on. P- I don't have a PS3. Oh yeah, that's right. That's one of my missing consoles. <laughs> um, but uh, story for another day. Uh, 2003 on the Xbox, Dino Crisis Three. Okay. And then 2004 on Xbox, PlayStation Two, and Windows, Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, nice! And the the new one just came out recently. So. Yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a start of a huge franchise for a game. Yeah, Battlefront. Well, yeah. Yeah, Battlefront's awesome. 2005, Xbox, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and Windows in honor of Superhero September. Okay. Uh, we had Spider-Man 2, and now we have X-Men Legends 2, Rise of Apocalypse. Did you li- – I played X-Men Legends. I never played X-Men Legends 2. Well, X-Men Legends actually came out exactly one year ago in 2004. Uh, oh, okay. I just thought Star Wars Battlefront oh, was cooler. I don't, I don't blame you. But X-Men Legends absolutely loved. Legends 2 I thought was just as good. I just never finished it. Okay. What I liked about Legends 2 is you were able to play as the villains because they team up with the X-Men to take on Apocalypse. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, so you get to a certain point in the game where they team up with you, and then you can choose them, and it's really cool. Oh, that's cool. Yep, awesome. And and to close out this week in gaming, uh, 2006 on the Nintendo DS and the Game Boy Advance, uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Blue Rescue Team. That's just a lot to say. It is, and I yeah, I don't know what makes that any different from any other Pokemon, except that it's got a really long title, yeah. Mystery Dungeon. They got they're getting a little wacky with that. Like they got two new Pokemon games coming out, Sun and Moon, and then Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. It's getting you know that's it's cool if you have the two versions, but I don't know where they were going with Mystery Dungeon. To be honest with you, good game though. Yeah. I heard good stuff about it. All right, cool. And uh, that's this week in gaming. All right, that was a that was a good one. Uh, and so you got you got to keep yourself busy there, getting everything in order as you catalog all the games that you got. Oh uh, yeah, I'm gonna have a yeah. I'm just gonna have a full list of games that I own, uh, hopefully soon. <laughs> and um, uh, before I forget, I want to do give a shout out uh, to one of our uh, diehard listeners, uh, Charlie. Yes. Um, who completed his very first game on the Mini Famicom today. I saw that. That's impressive. Or uh, last night. Yeah, today, I think. Impressive because the, the tiny controller is on, the, on that Mini Famicom. Um, he, because the system, everything, because, well, anyway. Uh, yeah, he completed Metroid, right? Yep. And he did it under two hours because he unlocked uh, Samus stripping down. Yep, he, yep he, got, he got the full female Samus. <laughs> Good for you, Charlie. Congratulations. I like how he pointed out that he it's still dangling from the television. So Yeah, yes, that that is <laughs> that is not that is not so good to hear, Charlie. <laughs> I traveled I traveled 6500 miles to get that for you. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I still owe him a a 10-foot HDMI cable. It's all right. Uh well, you send that in the mail. <laughs> send send me your address, Charlie. I'll send it to you. <laughs> so yeah no but it was awesome congratulations on completing that it's fun when you complete that first game like it happened with me with super c it's like one down 29 more to go but he's gonna be yep. tough because he's got some games and, in japanese oh and and as a quick preview for uh, my um 
my uh, retro game for this yes, week. That's uh, right, my live this stream. Week. Yeah. Because it's Superhero September and it's my turn. All right. I will not reveal which superhero game I am playing. <laughs> you and Josh, me, I'm up front. I'm like, this is what I'm playing. No, I know. I will not reveal what superhero game I'm playing. However, what I will reveal is I will attempt to defeat the game Ooh. in my live stream. All right. All right. Looking forward to that one. Yep. Tune in, folks. Uh, Facebook.com slash RetroGamersPodcast. Oh, and by, and by the way, I'll probably be doing that on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. Son of a gun. So you're doing it today. Yes, I'm doing I'm sorry. I will be doing it today. <laughs> Because, as you know, we are live. <laughs> so when you listen to this early enough, you can, or if you're late enough, you can watch it later. Right. So later, yeah. So when I, on Tuesday, I will be live streaming my game because Wednesdays don't work for me. No, that's good because i got to record another show Wednesday anyway. Because, as you know, I'm a podcast aficionado now. And yes, I'll, you are. And I'll be recording Wednesday. Uh, actually, I'm doing a, uh, I'll cross a crossover plug of a crossover. Ooh, very meta. Very, that's uh, very confusing. I guess. Actually, not meta. Uh, we are recording myself and Frank are actually recording a version of Victims and Villains. For, oh, wow. For October. We're doing a, a special. Uh, we're taking over Victims and Villains for October because Josh is going to be at Comic-Con. Nice. And we are going to be recording. So that should be interesting and fun. I th- I, I agree. <laughs> um, you guys have fun with that. We're going to. So, but that's going to be good because sometimes when we when we broadcast live on Wednesdays, I'm usually recording with Frank, and then I can't watch, or I do try and watch, and he calls me out while we record. Nice. Um, so I did Batman. Josh last uh, Batman on NES last week. Josh played Catwoman. Oof, he's picking some tough ones to play. Yes, and, he is. Uh, and he played uh, uh, Swamp Thing because who was it? The creator of Swamp Thing passed away. Yes, the creator. Yeah. Yes, he did. Uh, and and it's funny when I was listening to Victim Villains. It's, I never really read Swamp Thing, but it sounds like a really interesting comic. It was. It was actually a very good comic. I, I only read a handful of them, but I remember enjoying them. Yeah. Uh, so you got it this week, and then the fourth Wednesday will be Brandon from the PS Midnight Cast. Uh, yeah, so like you said, this September, September Superheroes. Superhero Super September. September. There you go. Superhero September. Anthony's alliterations. So uh, check it out. And uh, Ant, do you have anything else coming up? Anything you want to plug or or... <laughs> What not? No, um, I, I'm looking forward to sleeping, maybe. Okay, all right. If you want um, to I have it, Anthony, I have it. you can see him sleeping. Uh, no, no, no. I don't want anybody seeing me sleeping. <laughs> that's, just, that's just creepy. <laughs> There's a reason why my curtains are always drawn in my house. <laughs> no red balloons? No, 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 no. But I do want to see it again. <laughs> that, is, that is my goal for this week. You have to wait 27 years for the sequel? Uh, thankfully, no. 2019. <laughs> all right. All right, so uh, Ant's just going to be chilling. <laughs> oh, no, I'm all, no, I'm not going to be chilling. I'm sorry. I'm going to be in Orlando this week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, duty calls. Well, good luck down there. For what, his what, what about you? What do you got going on this week with the More of the Same Network? Yes, this is. You're listening to the More of the Same Network. Uh, actually, later on today, which should be dropping this Thursday, uh, there will be a new podcast on the More of the Same Network. It is yet to be titled. But myself and Anthony Chu, who you remember, I did the interview with a few weeks ago, a few months ago at this point. I was going to say, I hope you weren't saying if I remember him. I remember him very well. Well, we remember. We'll never be able to forget him. So me and Anna are going to be doing a new podcast. We'll bring that. So uh, check it out for Thursday. I'll I'll post on the Retro Gamers. Uh, Now that, I can't wait to hear. September 30th, I will be live in Machuckin, New Jersey. Uh, I will be actually working a professional wrestling show. I will be at... 
the return of Pro Wrestling Syndicate and Refuse to Lose, Saturday night, September 30th, Machuck in New Jersey. Get your tickets now. They're all $20. First and second row are already sold out. We're gonna, Raven's going to be there. MVP, Teddy Hart, uh, oh, Vader. Wow. Yeah, it's Bum- going to be. Bummer, I'm not going to be there for gonna it. It's going to be a wild show. I'll be doing some of the interviews in the backstage. So that's going to be fun. Yep, but and, September 30th is also the uh, Legend of Zelda Symphony. Oh, so that's what uh, that's what you'll be doing on the West Coast. And that, and I will be attending that, and we'll give a review uh, the following week Sweet. on our podcast. And uh, other than that, yesterday I went to a ridiculous wrestling show, but I'll talk about that on the Pro Slam World podcast. So you'll yep. hear about all that. Uh, and then, of course, I got the better half of myself and Frank. And other than that, find me everywhere at More365, M-O-H-R-365. More importantly, find what is and will always be the crown jewel podcast of the More of the Same Network. Find the Retro Gamers at Facebook.com slash Retro Gamers Podcast. Instagram at the underscore Retro Gamers. And of course, the RetroGamers.com. This will always be the A show. Don't you worry about it. Well, because I'm on it, it has to be. <laughs> it's also the longest running. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's the longest running, and it's in my contract. We oh, are the A show. i got to stop with these ridiculous contracts. You, Chew, Frank, it's ridiculous. By the way, I'm still waiting for a royalty check. <laughs> yeah, well, next time don't sign a contract that's on a cocktail napkin. Well, you know, uh, we were having cocktails. And with that, everyone, enjoy your week, and thank you for listening to the Retro Gamers. Why do millions of Americans choose to sleep on Bolin Branch sheets? Is it the 100% organic cotton? Is it that they get softer and softer over time? Customers can't stop raving about these sheets, and there's no better time to try them for yourself or give them to someone you love. Right now, Bolin Branch is offering their best deals of the year, and you can get their incredibly soft sheets at incredibly low prices. Just go to bowlandbranch.com to shop their best deals today. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com today. See site for details. Why do millions of Americans choose to sleep on Bowlin Branch sheets? Is it the 100% organic cotton? Is it that they get softer and softer over time? Customers can't stop raving about these sheets, and there's no better time to try them for yourself or give them to someone you love. Right now, Bolin Branch is offering their best deals of the year, and you can get their incredibly soft sheets at incredibly low prices. Just go to bowlandbranch.com to shop their best deals today. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com today. See site for details.